You're listening to That You Might Know, a series in the book of 1 John preached by Pastor Rick Dressler at Maple City Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com. I think we've heard the message over and over again. I just want to take just a few moments in closing now. As we've gathered together, what a glorious day it is to see men and women and young people following the Lord in obedience. There's something about the ordinances. They shout the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Next week, we'll have the privilege of gathering together for the Lord's table. And those simple elements of of the bread and the cup, we will once again be reminded of the body and the blood of Christ that was shed for our sins He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. And we glory in that. And today you've seen it again. The gospel of Jesus Christ clearly shown before your eyes that Jesus Christ died. He was buried. And three days later, he rose again. This is the gospel. And not only did Christ do that, all those in Christ then are buried The old self is buried, and we're raised to walk in a newness of life, a new hope, a new attitude, a new goal, a new kingdom, and it's glorious. And so this morning, I just want to take a few minutes, honestly, a few minutes. I want to talk to you about obedience today. We have been in this text already, but I'm going to go back to 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 1. And here's what it says. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if any man sins, I'm sorry, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. John is writing to believers, and he says, I want you to remember and understand what we have in Christ this morning. We have not only an intercessor. An intercessor is beautiful. Christ is constantly interceding on our behalf. People think, well, what is Jesus doing today? Is he doing nothing? He's not doing nothing. Sorry for the double negative, but he's active. He is praying for his people. And that's a beautiful truth. But he's more than that. That intercession is constant. But John says we have an advocate with the Father. An advocate. He's not just intercessing between two parties. As an advocate, Jesus Christ steps across the aisle to the guilty party. He stands by our side. And he's our defense attorney. He pleads our case. And this morning, for the believer in Christ, we understand he is our advocate. And it's not our righteousness. It's Jesus Christ, the righteous one. When God looks at his people today, he sees men and women who are righteous, who are clean, who are perfect, not because of us, but because of Christ. And then he goes on to say that he is our propitiation. God's holiness, God's righteousness, God's justice demanded payment. And the God of heaven, who is holy, not only demanded payment, but he provided payment himself, through the Son, Jesus Christ. And my brother and sister this morning, this is the truth that we must 
meditate on and contemplate daily in our lives. The glory of our God. And so John tells us that, reminds us of that, and then he moves on. And he says this, I want those of you who know that truth, that have been born again by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you're not counting on your goodness, your religion, your works, your baptism, but you're counting on Christ and Christ alone. You've repented and turned to him. I want you to know that you know him. To be assured. And now he's going to give us assurance, verse 3. Now, by this, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. To keep means to guard. I guard those commandments. We only guard things that are precious to us. And John reminds us that the commandments of God and what he tells us should be and ought to be precious, that we guard them and we keep them and we delight in them. When we see the weight and the glory of our God, when we remember what he's done for us, it's a no-brainer. Obedience, then, should follow. And by this, we know that we know him. This morning, brother and sister, if you're looking for assurance in your faith, ask yourself the question, do I obey? Do I obey? Not do I attend church. Not that I was baptized. Not that I'm a good person. Not that I grew up in the house of faith. Do you obey? Verse 4. He says, he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. John makes it very clear that talk is cheap. I've been distraught this week at social media on people who name the name of Christ, and yet they're oblivious about the word of God and his laws and his commandments. And they act as if they can pick and choose what is right for them. John says, the person who says, I know him, I'm a believer, and does not do what Jesus said is a liar. A liar. And may I remind you, this comes from the disciple of love. Talk is cheap. And people can name the name of Christ, but if they do not obey him, John says, you're lying. Now here's the catch. All of us, in some way and in some manner, get caught in this trap. True believers of Christ, we know, we've heard today, beautiful testimonies, honest, transparent, about how we walk in life and we're confronted with a truth to obey. And we decide, as believers, no, I'm not going to do that. Let me encourage you today. The Bible speaks of itself as the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. That idea of a a lamp and a light is one step at a time. It means I have enough light to know what to do next. And then as I see more light, I follow that light. For many believers today, we get stuck. And we're stuck because God's commands are clear in our life. This morning, all of us, myself included, we know of a clear command that God is dealing with us about right now that we have said no. No. For some of you, it's baptism. The first act of obedience I could see the heartbeat of some of the folks who were terrified this morning, but obeyed and made a public profession. 
obey, you're stuck. For others, it's in your sexual purity. We live in a culture that barks out everything and promises everything, and it's a lie. And we have young people and young men and women who come to church on a Sunday and hear the ethics of God and leave on Monday and live as they choose. You're stuck. You're stuck. There, there's, why would God give any more light when you are rejecting the light that you know? For others, it's, in, it's integrity. It's our character. It's how we live at work whether we're the employee or the employer. The Bible has much to say how we work and how we glorify God. And we're supposed to be honest men and women and not take advantage of others. Still, this morning, some of you folks, you're stuck because your attitude towards your children is harsh. It's unkind. And God's been dealing with you about that. And whether you realize it or not, the very thing that you claim you love with that attitude and that harshness is driving them away. For others, it's anger. Angry at a spouse. Angry at friends. Angry at someone at the church. You're stuck. Bitterness. Resentment. Unforgiveness. And, and John makes it clear. If I love him, I am to obey him. And for many of us this morning, there's something right now in our heads. And God is calling us to obey him. To obey him. Verse number five. He says, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. In keeping and obeying the word, our love for God becomes perfected. I've been amazed as of late, for the folks who are reading through their Bible, um, if you're into Psalms yet or you've read Psalms, you'll find over and over again, David at least and others say, Lord, I delight in your word. I love your law. It's my meditation day and night. Let me remind you what the psalmist is saying and what word he's talking about. He's not talking about John 4, the beautiful story of the woman at the well. He's not talking about the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's not talking about the book of Philippians, that every knee shall bow. The things in heaven and earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's not even talking about Isaiah chapter 40. That those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall walk and not faint. He's talking about, listen, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Lord, I love your law. It's my meditation day and night. Have you felt that way about Leviticus? Or Deuteronomy? What is he saying? He's saying, as I look at your word, and as I look at your law, and seek to obey it, those laws are telling me something about your character, your mercy, your holiness, your grace, your forgiveness, your longing for us to flourish. And as I see him and know him, I love him. And as I love him, I want to know him more. And the more I know him and love him, I want to know and love him more. It's like a beautiful marriage. This is God's design for us today. This December, I will be married for 36, 36 years. I'm amazed that I know my wife, but I learn new things about her all the time. And in the seasons of life, as a mom, as an empty nester, um, as a gram, right? 
I see beautiful things, and I know her better, and I love her more. This is God's plan for us. As I know his word, I love him because of his word, and as I love him, I want to know him, and all of this goes back to obedience. When I know him, I delight to do his word. And then he, he wraps it up in verse number six, and we'll wrap it up here as well. He reminds us, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk even or just as he walked. Believer, let me encourage you now this morning. God did not just save you to take you to heaven. How do I know that? Because you're here. He has saved you to conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. And John reminds us that if we, if we say we know him, that we obey him. And if we say that, that he abide, we abide in him, that we continue in him, then we should walk or live even as he lived. Believer, do you understand this morning that Jesus Christ is not part of your life? Jesus Christ is our life. He's our example, our pattern, our goal. And may we leave this place this morning striving to walk as he walked. Let us glory today in what we have seen, the gospel proclaimed before our eyes, the obedience of the folks this morning. And may we be resolved ourselves to be obedient. Whatever it is that God is calling you to do today, as a man, a woman, a teenager, a boss, an employee, a neighbor, a believer, be obedient. Feel his pleasure by doing what he delights in. And let's leave this place this week walking as he walked. Believer, that's what God has for all of us this morning. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this, this day. Lord, I thank you for the testimonies of these men and women and young people. Lord, they, they've preached 12 messages today. And I thank you for that. And now, Lord, I pray that for all of us today, we would just reflect on our own hearts and our own lives. We thank you for the salvation that is found in Christ and Christ alone, that in our sinfulness and our rebellion, we can turn to him in faith and be saved and justified and forgiven and reconciled back to the God of heaven. And we thank you for that. And may we today be resolved in any area of our life that we know right now that you're dealing with. May we surrender and just say, yes, Lord, yes. And may we be a people in this community that when people watch our lives and our walk and our witness and our words, that they would know that we are striving by your spirit, abiding in the branch, gaining your strength to walk even as you walked. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about what you've just heard or are interested in the ministry of Maple City, please visit our website at maplecitybaptistchurch.com.